per hour. On Thursday, it'll also be partly sunny, but warmer with a high of 44 and a west wind 7 to 10 miles per hour. A low around 31 is predicted. You're Hello, this is Matthew Tombers, and you're listening to WGXC, Acra, Catskill, Hudson. WGXC underwriting support is provided in part by SunCommon, supporting vibrant communities across New York for over 15 years, offering custom solar installations for homes, farms, and businesses. Information at suncommon.com. WaveFarms WGXC is made possible in part by the generous ongoing support of Diane Moore of Copic, New York. WGXC's sustaining supporters are among the station's most dedicated listeners. They care deeply about Creative Community Radio, and their investment helps to sustain WGXC as a public platform for information, experimentation, and engagement in Greene and Columbia counties. You, too, can become a sustaining supporter by going to wgxc.org donate and designating an amount of your choosing. Thank you for your support. Give me liberty or give me death. WGXC. The station that gives you liberty. Welcome to Dim the Lights with Jenny and Amanda, a twice a month show where Jenny and I get on the airwaves to talk about movies. Usually we pick a theme for each episode and watch movies around that theme and then tell each other what we watched when we hop on the airwaves. Um, Tonight, there's no theme. It's just us talking about what we watched lately. And it's a little bit of a funny episode because it is big old snowstorm out there. Hey, Jenny. Hi, Amanda. It's a stormy day, but also it's still light out. (laughs) Yeah. Oh. Wow. Excellent point. (laughs) It's still light out. Might I say the snow looks absolutely beautiful. If this is happening in April, I think I would be upset. Mm -hmm. Um, But because we're still in March and and, uh, there's not quite as many crocuses popping out. Um, I'm okay with getting some snow. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I know we didn't have much of a winter this year, so I'm not going to turn my nose up at a little bit. Just a little tasty snow day for us. Exactly. So yeah, we got to not go to work today, which was exciting. Um, And I'm going to ask you what you watched so far on your snow day. But first, I'm going to tell our listeners about what's playing in the Wyndham Movie Theater in Wyndham, New York. We have shazam fury of the gods cocaine bear and scream six you can find out more about what's playing at the wyndham movie theater at wyndhamtheater.com that's w-i-n-d-h-a-m theater.com and now i'm gonna tell you what's playing at the crandall theater in chatham we have 80 for Brady, a movie that I thought was fake for a really long time, but it yeah. turns out it's a real movie. <laughs> it, we'll talk about it later. We'll talk, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we also have at the Crandall, Everything Everywhere All at Once, you may have heard of it, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, The Quiet Girl, Navalny, Magic Mike's Lost Dance, Turn Every Page, uh, The Bee Movie, great news for bee movie lovers, <laughs> <laughs> Emily. All Quiet on the Western Front, In Viaggio, 
uh, a movie that has a picture of the Pope on it. <laughs> uh, the Secret Life of Pets, One Fine Morning, and The Lorax. Uh, and those are all movies that are coming up for March and April. So head on over to crandaltheater.org to find the specific showtimes if you're interested in any of those many, many movies. I mean, it sounds like a lot of the Oscar winners are being screened. Mm-hmm. So I would hurry on over for that. I'm very interested in Navalny. I know me too. I'd like to yeah. see that. Yeah, we all learned from watching the Oscars that um, that <laughs> it's a very <laughs> good-looking family. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was going to say something maybe more inappropriate, which is that it's a good-looking family. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to tell you about what's playing at TSL, otherwise known as Time and Space Limited in Hudson, New York. This week, we have The Forger, Rome, Open City. Hudson, America, Close, Rewind and Play, um, Mary Cassatt, which looks uh, exhibition on oh, screen. Lovely. You know, sweet. So that's what's playing this week. But there is, as always, just like at the Crandall, a lot going on at TSL. So I encourage you to head to timeandspace.org to check out their whole month calendar. Alrighty, now I'm going to tell you it's playing at the two Upstate Films locations, uh, which first of all, Upstate, uh, if you did not hear, uh, has introduced Open Caption Thursdays, which is really cool. So on Thursdays, um, they will be doing uh, open caption screenings for people who want that, whether they have be hard of hearing or just like watching movies with captions like I do. <laughs> uh, when And it's only when it's available, but it looks like they're trying to do it every Thursday, so... Uh, if that interests you, go out there and support it. Very cool. Uh, so playing in Rhinebeck, which is the star cinema, we have The Quiet Girl, The Conformist, Close Up, An Evening with Nick Quested, Return to Soul, Elvis, and All That Breathes. And then playing over at the Orpheum Theater in Socrates, we have Cocaine Bear, The Conformist, Warren's Real Life Reveal, an evening of storytelling and music. (laughs) (laughs) All Quiet on the Western Front, Creed 3, and One Fine Morning. And you can find those showtimes at upstatefilms.org. Amazing. Is that also what's playing at the Orpheum? The second one was the, I did, yeah. Yeah, yeah. First first set was uh, Star Cinema, second set was Orpheum. Amazing. Check it out. Last but not least, I'm going to tell you about what's playing at Spotlight Cinemas in Hudson, New York, otherwise known as the Fairview 8-screen cinema. Um, there's obviously nothing playing today. <laughs> do not drive to the movie theater. Do not go to the movies. <laughs> enjoy your own home movie theater. <clears throat> okay. So, at the Spotlight Cinema, we have 65 which is that movie with Adam Driver where it looks like finally somebody made a movie where people accidentally take a time machine back to dinosaurs and it's really bad, which I've been waiting for forever. I'm like, why? I think that's what that movie's about. I think you're right because I saw the trailer and that's exactly what it gave. (laughs) So I think you're right. It's giving. Um, (laughs) So we have 65. We have Champions, Creed 3, Cocaine Bear, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, A Man Called Otto, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, Oscar nominated, and (laughs) Scream. And I'm assuming it is Scream 6. They do not specify, but it's got to be. And that is what's playing at the Spotlight Cinemas in Hudson, New York. Please check out more about what's playing and when at spotlightcinemas.com slash Hudson. Amazing. I gotta say, the Scream 6 poster, although I, f- I think I'm pretty good with Roman numerals, every time I see it, I think it's four for some reason. Oh, yeah, no, I took, a, I took a beat because we're Roman numerals dyslexic, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> that I looks like it's in front of the V and not the other way around. Right, it's just, it's a weird shape to choose to, to make into a six. Yeah, exactly. That's my, well, that's that's my one critique. <laughs> well, they're trying to make it look like the M in Scream. Right, totally. So it could, it you know technically if the middle of the m is the v there could be an i on either side you're right you're right they they did it to us on purpose <laughs> yeah it's very confusing um 
Well, Jenny, first of all, I want to ask you, have you been watching anything today while you've been at home in this lovely snowy weather? I have. I'm so glad you asked. Uh, mostly I've been re-watching Yellow Jackets <laughs> because uh, if you're not familiar, Amanda and I are big fans mm. and uh, the second season is starting next week or the week after. Oh, that's um, great news. But I did also watch a movie, which was really fun that I'm excited to tell you about. I watched Wendell and Wild. Have you heard of that? Never heard of it. It's new. It came to Netflix and disappeared and no one... Oh ever watched it or said anything about it uh, <laughs> oh no <laughs> but i'm here to talk about it don't worry <laughs> it's an animated movie uh it's a stop motion animated movie which is why i watched it mm -hmm. um it's not from the like from the studio Leica, which is what i thought for some reason going into it but um is Leica it's the one that did um the secret of kells and stuff no like that? that's i can't remember what the name of that one is um Leica is the one that does all the stop motion like Coraline and paranormal oh, okay um and like kubo and the two strings that's those that deal okay <laughs> um but it is wendell and wild is directed by henry selick who did direct Coraline and famously the nightmare before christmas mm. um who and also James and the Giant Peach. I really like Henry Selick. <laughs> yes, those are um, all amazing movies. Yeah, and so Coraline, I believe, is the last movie he made before this. So it's been I don't know over ten years, maybe fifteen or something. Um, and <clears throat> it's really fun. I really liked it. It's definitely um, I have some critiques, but I'm I'm just gonna tell you a little bit about it. Please tell so, me. I want to know. It's from 2022. It came out just a couple months ago, straight to Netflix. Um, it was, so it's directed by Henry Selleck, but it's written by Jordan Peele and Henry Selleck. Oh. Um, and it's a really fun story. I mean, fun's like not the right word. It's like kind of scary. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, it's a spooky story um, about a girl who, when she's eight, uh, her parents get into a car accident and crash into a, a river um, and she's the sole survivor of it. And from then on, um, she is like constantly in and out of trouble and like thrown into like juvie and out again because she's like dealing with this intense thing that she went through and also she's a young black girl so like the world is pitted against her in this way mm -hmm. um, and so the when the, where the movie starts is basically she's um, being released from kid jail <laughs> and, oh, sent to, and sent to a like kids prep school um, mm -hmm. like an all-girls prep school uh and it is it's a very political movie in a way that's kind of interesting in a way that is like I appreciate but also it's kind of trying to do too much for a kid's mm -hmm. movie not yeah. not like politically but just like there's too many storylines going on yeah um but so basically her name is Kat she is uh sent to the school where she is immediately like she's super gruff she's kind of an outsider she's a real Coraline type who is like mm -hmm. just like kind of mean and mad at everybody all around her all the time Classic. um and while she's there these weird things start to happen where she feels like she can see something before it happens mm -hmm. uh like she can kind of see the future and she uh keeps having these weird interactions with creatures around her and it turns out the other running plot of this movie because there are several running plots is that she for some reason I don't really understand why this is my main critique of the movie is that it's hard to understand why anything's happening yeah um she has been given two little demons who um will do her bidding because she's a hell priestess or so, I think I can't remember if that's exactly <laughs> the word that she that they used to describe her or hell maiden I'm so sorry she's a hell maiden that's what it is naturally yeah naturally yeah. sorry I watched this today it's not it's fresh but it's it hasn't yet percolated oh no it sounds like it's trying to do a lot of uh, trying to do a lot <laughs> it's doing a lot and that's what it makes it really complicated by the end I many of the things have resolved and so it's a little bit easier to follow and more exciting but the beginning definitely I was like what is going on because you start with like this really sad scene of this girl's parents dying yeah. and her like being thrown into a school and then you're suddenly shown um this like underworld like hell I mean you're, you're shown yeah. hell where there's like yeah. a big there's a big guy <laughs> who's voiced by Ving Rhames oh my god um, and he has two little guys who live on top of him and they're like um planting hair in his head and oh, they're played by Keegan-Michael Key and Jordan Peele oh my god 
Is that um, Wendell, Wendell and Wendell Wild? And so they are these two little demons who are assigned to Cat, the main character. Uh-huh. Um, where like basically they can cut they figure out a way to contact her and get her to raise them from hell so that they can be alive <laughs> or not alive really but like yeah, up on, on, you know, on, on earth plane. on regular earth yeah, yeah. <laughs> um and her whole goal like she hears that they're able to come back from hell and then have this special ability to raise the dead these two little demons and so she's like okay cool you're gonna raise my parents for me <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, but they are also caught in this other subplot where they're being controlled by the headmaster at her school to do some crooked crooked work on the town basically to build a new prison in the town oh whoa it's, it's really intense <laughs> there is a lot going on there's so much i'm barely scratching the surface is the other thing like that's i feel like insane. it's really insane and so that's its biggest weakness like wendell and wild i would say for me was really fun and I really enjoyed it has it has like a killer soundtrack the soundtrack rules um it's stop motion animation and it looks so good like I read an interview or like an excerpt from an interview with Henry Selick where he talks about working on Coraline and how like it looks really good but he thinks Mm. that um stop motion has now gotten too smooth like you it's hard uh, to tell the difference between stop motion and computer computer animation now because I of like entirely agree right because like the technology is too advanced and so mm-hmm. for Wendell and Wild he did more of like leaving errors in to make it look very stop motiony like um all of the characters have like a little line across their face where like their facial expressions get changed out mm-hmm. uh, so you can like they leave that in instead of erasing it nice and they shoot a couple of the scenes in fewer frames so it looks more like something is like a little bit shaky instead of super super smooth yeah um, which I really like and like I love watching stop motion movies is so fun because it is just like you you forget and then you remember again and you're like oh my god that was it's a puppet so this whole nice. time how did it's you do that so nice I know when they do you know when they do things that of course you can do anything with any kind of animation but there are certain things that you can only do or like again it's not true that you can only do it with stop motion but like the kind of visual marks of stop Mm -hmm. motion even if it's just um being able to see the texture of someone's finger and yes you know it's so Um, good yeah uh uh, thinking about like all the ways that Jan Svankmeyer's work looks so specifically made out of clay totally um it's always a pleasure to see that yeah, yeah, I really enjoyed it. And that was like the main reason why I watched it was because I really, I do really love stop motion and we don't get that many of them, like that many stop motion movies because um, they take so long to make. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so I'd heard about this one um, and I thought it was interesting also that it was like a Jordan Peele and Henry Selleck collab. Yeah. <laughs> um, And I can see that in the movie because it has all of these really interesting like not subtle but like um interesting and thoughtful like political messages like it's very anti-prison um mm-hmm. and cool. it's it's got like an, a super diverse cast in a, in a really fun way um but yeah it just feels like that it's being pulled in kind of too many directions uh because it has this whole like spooky hell element in it it has a like kid in school element that's also <laughs> really fun and then it also has this like set like multi-tiered political element (laughs) where like you're dealing with like corruption like somebody gets murdered because they like really corrupt people whoa Uh, like like zombies come back to life who are like old white board members who are really (laughs) evil (laughs) man and i will say like for better or for worse and not always for worse like jordan peele does love to put a lot of ideas into Mm -hmm. one thing like i would i consider get out his simplest story and it obviously is still doing a lot but like it has the least amount going on you know like he really likes tidier yeah he likes to put a lot of ideas in which I appreciate he's clearly a man with lots of ideas and totally Uh, it looks like we got James Hong James Hong is in it yes he he plays the headmaster of the school who's a priest who uh is murdered and then is brought back to life (laughs) um Um, it's it's really fun it's that's the thing is that it's like it has too much going on, but it's still really entertaining. 
um, because it has like all those like it just has so many fun little jokes in it and like fun weird little scenes the same way that a lot of Henry Selleck and Jordan Peele movies have mm-hmm. um, and I just yeah it's it was just very fun to watch even though at, <laughs> there were many parts of it where I was like what's going on <laughs> I, what? <laughs> what I do love a dark kids movie yeah because um, you know it's a very like they don't really make them like they used to kind of situation um where you know we had 80s 70s 80s 90s we had a lot of really effed up (laughs) and like again not always in a good way like some people will never forget those movies it's true this one (laughs) I was thinking a lot during several scenes of this movie how if I were watching it and I were a kid I would remember it forever yeah exactly (laughs) there's Um, a scene really early on um where like you're introduced to ving rames's character who's like a big demon in hell um and he has a carnival attached he's like lying down on his back and on his really big belly he has like a little carnival and it's like a carnival of souls where um there's like a little rides with little screaming ghosts on every single ride and they're all like really upset and horrified screaming all the time i hate that it's really fun i don't think i like this movie (laughs) yeah i don't know if you it's it's a little too much for you i think but um i would say uh for me i enjoyed it it's very um it is very creepy in a way that i quite enjoyed (laughs) love it um I haven't watched anything today because I was just listening to music while I was nice um I did catch a little bit of Scream 3 on TV um which is the one where Courtney Cox has like the famously Mm -hmm. bad bangs oh yeah baby um but I will tell you about some other things that I watched lately please um I watched several weeks ago at this point. I watched a movie from 1988 called Deadbeat at Dawn. Ooh. Which is a <laughs> This movie's wild. Okay, so <laughs> this movie um I think it took 4 years to make. It is directed and starred and produced and everything um by a man named Jim Van Beber. Um Jim. It is shot and set in Dayton, Ohio. Jim Van Beber, instead of using a loan to uh, go to his second year of college, was like, no, I'm going to use the money to make this movie. Love that. Um, (laughs) It is a low budget, but amazing, super violent action movie. Um, That's like a a gang movie. And he and uh, basically his main character, whose name is Goose, is his girlfriend is killed by a rival gang and he um gets goes on a revenge spree so simple plot um like at some point the gangs uh unite and goose his girlfriend is like goose um i'm gonna leave you if you don't uh leave your life of crime with your gang called the ravens and he's like fine i love you so much that i'm gonna leave my life of crime (laughs) unfortunately when he goes to do one last job to get them some money to get out of dayton ohio (laughs) um and while he's gone she's murdered um and he uh he is brought back into the gang when the two different gangs sorry the ravens and the spiders when they Mm -hmm. unite um which is part of a larger sinister plot by the spiders to just obliterate the ravens um which he kind of sees coming and manages to escape this big ambush um and with all of this money that the spiders had stolen and gives it to his dead girlfriend's sister uh while he violently murders like one last attacker and then like stumbles into the street and then the movie's over (laughs) it's great um obviously it's hard to say a lot about um that very simple plot but there's nothing wrong with that because it's ooh so good we all love a gang movie um I found it interesting that the reception section of its wikipedia so even people who contemporary reviews that gave this movie like two out of five stars still love it like okay so (laughs) This guy, Terry Lawson, gave it two out of five, and he said the movie was, quote, part action film, part horror pastiche, 
part home movie and all pure raw energy yeah baby (laughs) um and so yeah another uh another reviewer said that um it may be crude and silly and even incoherent at times but it has an undeniable vitality and a snotty sense of style it is never (laughs) dull um so these are reviews is, that really make me want to watch it. yeah no it's amazing um it is I I it was on my list because it's like part of the American genre film archive um like it's a big it has a big cult following mm-hmm. um it's like it took a long time to make and then I think Jim Van Beber says that um the first like distribution deal he made for on tape they didn't see any money from so basically it didn't really get very well circulated it was it was screened in Dayton Ohio (laughs) I don't think it got a very large national distribution in theaters um and it wasn't until way later in the 90s and aughts that it was re-released on DVD and stuff by companies that re-release genre films um so yeah, it had been on my list because I'd been hearing whispers about Deadbeat at Dawn, um, about it being an important, amazing genre film. And I agree with everybody. <laughs> um, uh, it was streaming on Tubi, which you can use for free. Nice. So there will be ads. So I, if you like really, really violent gang movies, <laughs> I, I recommend Deadbeat at Dawn. <laughs> Deadbeat at Dawn. Yep. Wow. Fun. Yep. It was great. It was great. Um, there's no famous people in the movie. <laughs> to talk about. Uh, <laughs> just Jim. It's just Jim. It's just Jim Van Bever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, amazing. By the way, I'm very curious. He then went on to make a movie about the Manson family called the Manson family, which took 10 years for him to make. Jeez Louise. Um, I'm very curious about it. <laughs> yeah, that sounds interesting. Is he still alive? Jim Van Beber is still alive. He's yeah. with us. He could be out there making another one. He is with us. I have no idea what he's doing. He's like a, <laughs> he's like a mo- outsider artist, movie maker. That's so fun. Hell um, yeah. 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 Um, well, are you ready for me to swing you to another genre recently <laughs> back and forth as these shows so often I, are? <laughs> I very much am. Um, I'm going to tell you about a movie I've already talked your ear off about, but I've been dying to talk about it on the radio, so it's time for Let's me to do that. do it. <laughs> um, nobody asked, but I'm telling you now, my favorite movie of last year, no one's ever seen it, but I have. <laughs> called great freedom and i can't stop thinking about it yeah tell us about Um, great freedom dude so great freedom a movie technically from 2021 but it had a u.s release in 2022 uh it is an austrian film i feel like it's a movie that even though i keep talking about it i have not gotten better about talking or better at talking about it because it's really Mm -hmm. hard to summarize in a way that feels accurate yeah um um trying to summarize movies on the radio makes me feel like a dum-dum I know same (laughs) it's an impossible (laughs) task that we've set ourselves I also just feel like this movie when you hear the summary like I read the summary and was like oh boring no thanks and didn't want to watch it (laughs) and then did and was like oh god never mind this is the best movie I've ever seen um it's set in it's set over a 25-year period starting in 1945 um it's about a man uh who has been in 1945 he is liberated from a concentration camp by americans in austria and he is immediately thrown back into prison because he was put into the concentration camp for being gay and Mm -hmm. so he still had four months left on his like the his uh sentence which is still illegal (laughs) in post nazi germany Mm -hmm. Um, and so the film takes place over this 25 year period of him basically serving his sentence getting out immediately getting arrested again and put it being put back into the same prison over and over again uh until 1969 Mm -hmm. um 
And it's about his relationships with the different men he meets inside of the prison and the men that he is having sex with outside of the prison, like the reasons why he's getting arrested. Mm. Um, But it is so beautifully made and so like thoughtfully done that it's also like not like tragedy porn like it's not like I feel when you hear like ooh, it's about a guy who's been put into prison back and forth over 25 years I was like yeah yeah you're like I don't know maybe (laughs) I don't actually want to watch that (laughs) right like sounds really sad and like to be clear it is sad but it's also it's just like incredibly tender um it's not just like darkness it's so it's so much about his relationships with these men that are like really beautiful and have a lot of light to them mm-hmm. um and also just like this guy who's just like yeah why wouldn't I he's like I'm not gonna like not have sex with men <laughs> like, yeah yeah like, I love it I, it's fine <laughs> whatever just keep jailing me um but the guy who plays the main character the actor's name is Franz Rogowski and mm-hmm. he is so good like they don't really do that much to age him up over the 25 years it's kind of just like a very basic like change in his haircut yeah the way that he plays the character is so um like it's just so embodied like you immediately know how old he is when you're looking at him or like what era of his life it is he's just that good of an actor he's incredible like he's just very um the way that he changes his physicality over the 25 years and it's not, you know, it's not a boyhood situation where they filmed it over 25 years. <laughs> boyhood. <laughs> um, but it's just, like, it's so good. I, like, can't stop thinking about it. I went to literally watch it again, even though I watched it, like, two weeks ago. So it's just, like, yes. I want to see it again. Uh. Uh, it's directed by a guy named Sebastian Mies. Mies? It's M-E-I-S-E. I do not know how you Yeah, have you it. seen any of the director's other movies? I have not. He has a couple of other ones, but they look like... So he's got one from 2012 um, that's a full-length film, uh, and then one from 2011 mm-hmm. that... Oh, it was also a full-length film. I thought, it, I, for some reason, I was like, that looks like it's going to be a Those short. Those look like the only, <laughs> the only two other full-lengths that he has. yeah. So I don't know. I don't know anything about him. I have to, you know, I can't stop thinking about this movie. I haven't done a single bit of research, so I have no information for you. Um, but it's just like, oh, it's just incredible. I really loved it. Um, obviously, it's like it is very serious subject matter. Um, so I wouldn't like recommend it to everybody. But I do think that if you are interested at all in like just really beautiful humane storytelling Mm -hmm. I just it also it reminded me a lot of um, a book that I also wouldn't shut up about last year (laughs) (laughs) Um, called uh, Times Square Red Times Square Blue which is by Samuel Delaney which my friend Anne um, a friend of the show Anne Boylan (laughs) recommended to me um, because we both love Samuel Delaney and it's that is a nonfiction about um, basically um adult theaters in New York City in the 70s and 80s when you could still have like publicly hook up in them Mm -hmm. before um, there was like a big moral panic and crackdown on like public porno theaters basically and it's just also it's very similarly like incredibly tender and humane Mm. um, and just like this like very interesting subject matter that I think could be treated like very exploitatively yeah it's just not like it feels so um thoughtful anyway I just two two recommendations that come hand in hand for me your friend Jenny (laughs) listen Jenny you're like oh I won't I won't shut up about it no one's asking you to we want to know thank you I'm so glad I just you know I'm thinking about the other night when we were at uh you know Captain Kids and there was a bunch of ski boys at the bar next to us and they turned and said what is your favorite movie of the year and I said do you really want to know yeah, and guess what? They really did because the <laughs> guy did. wrote it down. So. I know, and I was like, "Uh oh, okay. I don't, hope you enjoy it." <laughs> don't let me hear you again. You're right. You don't let me hear that again. You're right. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, that sounds amazing. Where might one watch Great Freedom? Is there any way to stream it or no? So it is streaming, but it's only streaming on Mubi right now. Um, although, actually, you know what? You can rent it from Apple TV for five dollars. Uh, but you can also do a if you have a movie subscription or you can also do a movie trial um, which is what I ultimately ended up doing uh, but yeah I would highly recommend it if you're interested in that subject matter at all 
or just like a really tender drama. I really loved it. Yeah. That was incredibly beautiful. Well, amazing. Um, I really want to see it. Thank you. And I really want to read that book. As you know, I have that written so down. Good. I take three years to read a single book. Um, <laughs> so what am I going to talk about next? What could it be? Maybe a movie that we watched together. We watched 1990s Mermaids. Yeah. Um, <laughs> neither of us had ever seen it, even though it is very a very like classic family movie that a lot of people our age grew up watching. Um, it stars Winona Ryder and Cher and a very, very little Christina Ricci, um, who are, uh, Ricci and Ryder are playing the children of single mom, Charlotte, Fl- or, uh, no, Mrs. Flax. I don't, I don't remember her first name. Yeah, what is her first name? Hmm. But, um, they have been moving around most of their lives because every time their mom gets in a new relationship in a new town, she kind of bugs out. Whether or not it ends sourly or doesn't end at all, she just doesn't feel very comfortable settling down for various uh, reasons involving past trauma. Um, and she, so they move around the country all the time. And Winona Ryder, the teenage, older teenage daughter, is sick of it. She's had enough. <laughs> so they move to a small town in Massachusetts that looks very beautiful, seaside town. Uh, Cher, Mrs. Flax, starts dating sweet little shoe store owner Bob Hoskins it's going great um and this is just a really wonderful type of movie that again they don't make them like they used to and I just these movies must be like made still but I just don't know about them but you know like family dramedies like Mm -hmm. drama comedies where there's a lot of sweetness and lightheartedness, but also extremely sad situations, very serious situations. Um, I'm thinking about fried green tomatoes. I'm thinking about mask. Thinking about... <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, now and then. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, it was great. And it's also, as Jenny, you pointed out when we were talking about how much we loved it immediately after we finished it. Um, the, Winona Ryder's character is 15 and she is so she's really into Christianity not because her her family she's just found her own way to God yeah they're Jewish Um, (laughs) yeah and she is very she's trying and failing to suppress her horniness and it's so good (laughs) it's really really nice to see in a movie not only a teenager that is realistically horny and confused but also weird <laughs> she's so weird I really love like there's a lot of it is her internal monologue where like she'll be going like um, she's the narrator of the story she's, sure. she's the narrator of the story and there's a, a bunch of scenes where she's going out with um the like caretaker of the property I can't remember what his name is um yeah the, the hot sexy caretaker of the neighboring um nunnery oh right that's what it is I was like who is what is the caretaker I forgot that they live next to the nuns (laughs) um and so she is like constantly like walking with him and having these like super horny thoughts being like does he think I'm sexy just is he in love with me right now but yeah it's like based absolutely not in reality at all um and it's so I just love you don't really like you definitely see like horny teenagers in movies a lot but you don't see them like that super weird and really horny and I just love it was like such a like wonderful combination exactly and also like they they really amp it up because they make mm-hmm. her um uh catholic but yeah totally um the guilt that also comes with like being on the precipice of losing your virginity um and uh i don't know like it's so scary you yeah, know totally. like, it, and you feel so guilty because you're afraid you'll never be a kid again right <laughs> and you never will be anyways but like it, it just feels like yeah um it's nice to see that that uh guilt and fear as well yeah there's like Um, a really fun scene where they like she kisses that guy and then immediately is like oh my god I'm pregnant oh no and like goes goes to a doctor and the guy is like you're not pregnant why do you think you are yeah (laughs) and he was like can you explain (laughs) yeah totally he's like can you explain but also she just doesn't know because like although her mom played by Cher is like has a lot of 
affairs and is like fairly promiscuous like yeah she's also kind of closed open. off but she's like closed off emotionally so they don't talk about it so like clearly no one's ever given her the like sex talk yeah and so exactly. she's just like i thought that i could be and the doctor's like no and then like very gently does tell her yeah it's so yeah so and that, that too like the um uh feeling like you're the most special one as a teenager mm-hmm. like truly the main character of the story and she is and we technically all are the main characters of our own movies yeah, true. <laughs> um, but you know like thinking that she is divinely impregnated because you know she's so special of course it's, it's <laughs> she's like this is gonna happen to me. <laughs> it's happening to me because everything is happening to me yeah um Mermaids was great. It's apparently based on a book of the same name from mm. 1986 um, by, uh, what is her name? Pam Dunn or something. Um, yeah. Uh, so good. Patty, Patty Dan. I'm sorry, Pat- not Pam Patty Dunn. Dan. <laughs> Patty Dan. Um, That's her. That's actually her, uh, her pseudonym. <laughs> yeah. And uh, fun fact, the director, Richard Benjamin, is, I don't know if you remember, in the original Westworld movie, the Crichton movie, uh, it begins with two best buds who go into Westworld. Yes. The guy that dies, or wait, which one dies first? Is it James Brolin or the, uh, or Richard Benjamin I can't remember but that is very funny I did not realize (laughs) I think like James Roland is like sexier so they might want to keep him around longer yeah totally oh I'm sure it is yeah totally um but yeah so that is the director Richard so fun I also really love my favorite part of that movie kind of is the um the romance between Sharon Bob Hoskins because it is so like he's I love him so much he's so like crushable and also their whole their dynamic is like he is in love with her and obsessed with her and he's like why don't you just come and live with me and she's like no (laughs) but she also loves him she just like can't figure it out because she's too you know she's too emotionally closed off yeah Um, and it's just uh, I just I love when a a little man is obsessed with a big beautiful woman (laughs) I know and she just makes me glad have it so easy like there's no chase like yeah a little bit and she's like yeah it's on like we're doing this do you want to come over it's so Um, good I love yeah he absolutely does not have to pursue her she's not like who's this little shorty um yeah every ounce of mermaids was so unbelievably charming um yeah love a short guy tall lusting after tall beauty which is <laughs> <Just> delightful <laughs> uh, um no yeah and mermaids is streaming on hbo max right now so if you have that you can hop on over and watch it for free um the actor who plays the sexy caretaker is the only other movie i know him from is a movie that i love very much which is the exact same ilk of movie uh, but add in a little horse girl stuff um <laughs> wild hearts can't be broken he's also the love interest in that michael schofling schofling he also looks a lot like matt dylan he does As he, when we were watching it we were like is that matt dylan and then we're like no it's definitely not i gotta be real frank i think he is finer than matt dylan i would um, agree yeah i think he's way more handsome yeah i would strongly agree with that assessment Oh my god, uh, he's he's Jake Ryan from 16 Candles. Oh, duh. He does have that face, doesn't he? Now yep. that I'm looking at his face, I'm like, oh yeah, okay. Oh yeah. Yep, cool. That is that guy. <laughs> I don't um I don't like 16 Candles very much, so I've no, only it's seen it really once. really bad, but that yeah. is like more people know 16 Candles than Wild Hearts can't be broken through. <laughs> and it's like I would never have picked him out of that, but now that you said it, I'm like, and I'm looking at his face, I'm like, oh of course it's that guy. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Of course it is. <laughs> um well everybody should go watch wild hearts can't be broken yeah a great horse movie a movie that i'd never heard of and then amanda introduced to me and i was like this is really good (laughs) you don't need to be a former horse kid you don't love a horse kid movie and every time I see any, um, every time, like this happens all the time, whenever I see somebody diving, I think about <laughs> diving off of a really high platform. Whenever I'm at a county fair and I see somebody diving off of a really high platform, um, yeah. roughly once a year, I think about wild hearts can't be broken. Yeah. If you don't know what the heck Jenny's referring to, it's because wild hearts can't be broken 
is based on a true story about a horse diver, which is back in like the 20s when people would jump on, like be on a horse and jump off of a super high platform into a pool of water, which is so dangerous. So dangerous. (laughs) And like maybe 16 seconds of entertainment, like (laughs) probably frankly less, like maybe nine seconds I don't know (laughs) because they're not even like doing any like entertainment at the top like the when I see divers do this do those funny things at carnivals it's like they're doing like acrobatics and then they dive into the pool yeah but this it's just like no you're just jumping on a horse and then you're jumping into the water (laughs) yeah yep it's wild it's wild um Jenny yes have you been watching lately I'm trying to decide what else to talk about. There have been so many movies that I've seen. I'm going to actually, I'm going to talk about another one that I know we both watched and I know you didn't like it very much. I think, um, I watched sick. <laughs> oh yeah. I thought that was, <laughs> uh, I thought it was more, pretty more fun. Like, <laughs> more um. like suck. I thought it was like a solidly, um, fine movie. I enjoyed the blood. I'm sorry. I know classic, a classic Jenny Amanda. I was like, it's fine. <laughs> Just like, it was terrible. <laughs> I know, I know. It's no, no, no. Okay, listen. It it for a while was entertaining. Um, Jenny, do you want to give people a rundown of what it's about? Or I'll give yeah, I will give a rundown. So, Sick is a movie from 2022, also um, about uh, two girls who go to uh, one of their family's big woodsy cabin, big massive cabin in the woods. It's just actually a mansion that yeah, uh, has like a log cabin those, aesthetic. Yeah, <laughs> silly like log log mansions, like a ski like a ski chalet. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the two of them go. It's during the COVID nineteen pandemic. Yeah, key which, plot point, which you may have heard of. Um, it's it's meant to take place during like April of twenty twenty, so it's like very fresh. Nobody is vaxxed or anything. Um, and they go to quarantine there. Uh, and what the main character, I guess they're both kind of main characters, but the one whose perspective we stay with for most of the movie, um, she has recently been to a big party um, and her friend is real. The friend that she's traveling with is like very, very paranoid and careful about COVID. And so um, that's kind of like the ha- the the. <laughs> uh 50-50 one is scared and one is not scared <laughs> yeah one is being a little lax about it one yep. the other girl mentions the girl whose family's house it is not um she mentions that her dad is is ill or immune compromised, immune compromised yeah yeah she is taking covid very seriously and then has extra reason to be um very serious about it yeah and so they're basically they're quarantining away from college um before going home to visit their families uh and what should happen but a mysterious murderer comes to the door and tries to kill them Mm -hmm. um there's also a supporting character who is like one of like a dude that one of them is hooking up with who comes and does a little jump scare um and it's very it's like it's a movie that is not um deep mm-hmm. but in a way that I liked I was like this is simple and it's working for me I thought like the kills were really fun yeah um, and I thought it was pretty funny actually I enjoyed sick <laughs> I wanted it to be simpler I think that's why I didn't like it mm-hmm. I wanted it to be a straight-up slasher I think the idea of it occurring during the time that it does of the pandemic is fun because of the extra things it puts in place you know the extra um isolation that it puts in place totally and things like that but however the twist that's revealed uh like the the ways in which it tries to be not simple and like make a point and smart mm-hmm. really irked me um can I give spoilers I think you can I think it's time to give an alert and be like do you care about the ending of sick if not keep listening <laughs> if you care get get out of here just <laughs> ram. um so uh it's revealed that the um the girl whose fa- father's house they're staying at the big mansion when she went to that big party she unknowingly had covid she's uh, asymptomatic positive and she gave it to a bunch of people at this party including a guy that she made out with who then died alone in a hospital because his family could not visit him, like so many people did, unfortunately, during that time. Um, And his parents are the ones seeking revenge on the girl. 
Um, and they're doing it in a way that is not good, obviously, because they are mur- murdering. They're um, slashing. And uh, yeah, I just didn't, I just didn't like that reveal. I didn't like, I was like, what? I Maybe I thought it was trying to make more of a point than it was. Like, I was like, what? what are they trying to say that like people were too, paranoid or weren't paranoid enough like like what it felt kind of apolitical to me in a way I think because it's like the although you know maybe that's just me like not taking it very seriously and like maybe they do want me to take it more seriously than I am but like to me it's kind of like so the reveal comes but like the people who are doing this revenge are obviously crazy but also there is like the true the true the truth of her having covid and having like killed somebody like mm-hmm. that does both of those things feel um imbalanced to me so it didn't so to me i was just like yeah it's not trying to say anything it's just like wouldn't yeah. it be crazy if somebody took this to the utmost extreme and and tried to kill you for <laughs> spreading covid no i guess yeah yeah i guess maybe i shouldn't have tried like to um give it the intelligence that it didn't have <laughs> I mean it's um, good to read things critically I think in general like I think I, I'm I'm a proponent of uh you know media literacy <laughs> oh yeah we gotta be a critical reader um but I think maybe I was like thinking that it was you know thinking harder than it was the movie yeah. itself was thinking harder than it was um and this is like an odd thing to say as a person especially who like as soon as things open back up let's be honest I was right right out there um <laughs> but uh, there was a part of me that was like mm, too soon oh no that's fair <laughs> I think that's fair yeah. um just because it was about like again it wasn't necessarily just a story occurring during the pandemic which mm-hmm. that's fine with me it's, it was about like a kid dying and uh parents seek it like you know broke truly brokenhearted family um seeking seeking re- misguidedly seeking revenge you know totally. uh, yeah so I don't know no but- I think I think that's true it's also like you saying out loud like summarizing that part out loud earlier I was like oh yeah that is pretty messed up <laughs> like yeah because I'm like <laughs> what are they trying to say about the family mm-hmm. that's seeking the revenge like right. it's they- like they're they're definitely villains like we are not supposed to like them for sure yeah and it's like of course like you know revenge should not be sought in general especially (laughs) not through murder um but it was just yeah like but it's also interesting what you said about it being equivalent like the family seeking revenge in a horrible way and then the girl um who is asymptomatic being careless you know it does kind of balance out um, but long and short of it is it as far as like a home invasion slasher it definitely was fun in that regard yeah I found that there's like a middle section that like goes on for maybe a little bit too long where but it's just um a, kind of a long scene of like the one the woman who is the um COVID COVID carrier mm-hmm. <laughs> she is doing just like a chase back and forth with yeah. one of the killers and I and I did find it to be like pretty thrilling like I was like oh like it goes on a little bit too long but I liked I mean I liked all of the um the like cat and mouse like oh avoiding yeah. avoid like all of like the classic slashery parts I thought were really fun like there's a lot of like uh you know a figure uh behind a doorway while yeah. people are talking and like that always gets me and I was like oh fun oh yeah that <laughs> yeah. was fun the big like in a big house is always fun yeah totally uh main character who's I can't remember the actor's name she's also in the show um the society Society. (laughs) yeah she did a great job um she was a really fun like final girl type yeah really tough um so it was as far as just taking all of the uh point or lack thereof out of the movie uh as just a straight up and down slasher it was very entertaining yeah totally I didn't um I felt very like uh like yeah like it was like this movie's fine <laughs> like yeah. but I I had I enjoyed the um I just enjoyed the horror parts of it I think was my main reaction I also had like I knew that you really didn't like it and my sister really liked it so I went into it being like what yeah. am I gonna think and no, I really I, landed exactly in the middle <laughs> and um it's almost as much of a fun reason to watch something when a, a trusted friend 
and reviewer didn't really like it. Yeah, totally. Someone really did like something. Um, so I guess we don't have too much time left. So I, I kind of quickly want to ask you now that the Oscars and the most of the awards shows, if not all of them are over and we can turn our eyes to the future once again, (laughs) uh, what are you looking forward to watching? Oh my God. I feel like there's so many movies coming out that I'm really excited about. Um, this is a strategic question for me because I don't have my finger on the pulse because I'm never on the internet and <laughs> never know what's going on. Mine are like uh, so. mostly sequels, which is now ne- I feel like never actually that exciting. Um, but I'm thrilled for John Wick Chapter Four, which is also coming out in a couple weeks. Oh, did but not know about thrilled. it. Stoked. Um, they're also they I think they just revealed the release date of Fast X, also oh, known yeah. as the Fast and the Furious Part Ten. <laughs> Oh, yes. <laughs> um, which is in May. Um, yeah, I'm sure that there's, I know that there's some other stuff because I saw there were a bunch of trailers um, before Knock at the Cabin and they were, oh, you know what the other one is that I really want to see? The New Evil um, Dead, right? The, I want to see The New Evil Dead and I also want to see Oppenheimer. <laughs> oh, you know what? I do too. Ugh, I wish my dad was still living around here because that's like a great one to take my dad yeah to. totally dad's <laughs> love my father. Um, dad's, dad's love thinking about the horror of nuclear war yeah, they love it it looks like they're the um george miller uh mad max fury road prequel is coming out um, you know Furious i like Island. i like heard about that a couple years ago and then like immediately forgot about it so yeah, that's very too. exciting that it's real um <laughs> I love movies. I'm just uh, paging through what else might be coming. Looks like we have The Meg too, oh, <laughs> and Dune Part Two. Great news! Um, oh my goodness, I do want to uh, see Dune Part Two. Obviously, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'll have to um, polish up. Looks like there we've got a Wolf Creek Three coming, which oh. is exciting. It has the same guy in it who made this, like made all of his money off of Wolf Creek. He's so scary. I he's so scary and I love him <laughs> yeah he's so good I I have not seen the second one I've only seen one is two any good do you like it I have never seen two I'm oh. sure it doesn't matter yeah if you want to hear about Wolf Creek you can listen to our Australia episode from a couple months back <laughs> exactly it's yeah I I have not done any looking into what's coming out there's that live action Little Mermaid it was cute to see that that actress at yeah years because she has like a perfectly round sweet little face she is so cute the she trailer is... looked so bad to me <laughs> oh no it looks like absolute garbage and like I haven't seen any of the live action Disney remakes but yeah she, totally like, seeing She's her at the Oscars so where she all she just her smile I'm like of course you're playing a Disney princess look right at you, like sweet sweet dumpling <laughs> yeah for real <laughs> so lovely <laughs> such a little cutie pie yeah i the the like cgi in that trailer i was just like oh my god this looks so bad yeah, no, oh it's no. Like, not for cash. it's not for um, us it's not for us no 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 i have done just very little research into what's coming out but i'm excited i'm like i said i'm i'm googling stuff as i speak right now and uh it and I'm just like we got some dumb horror and all good stuff you know <laughs> scrolling scrolling look at all look at all these things coming out we apparently a there's scary... a new transformers movie coming yeah, we got a scary boat movie with vigo mortensen in it Ooh. Oh, the last voyage of demeter oh my god that sounds great yeah it's the movie by the troll hunter guy oh nice you know we love big boat movies yeah speaking of happy 20th anniversary of master and commander to you my friend <laughs> Oh my God! How could I forget? It's the best holiday of the year. Our, our national holiday. It's our national special holiday. Wow. Yep. Amazing. Oh, golly. Um. Well, this has been dim the lights with Jenny and Amanda. Thanks for if you did listen. Thank you for hanging tight <laughs> with us on this kind of funny night because of this beautiful snowstorm. Um. We had a great time hanging out with you and it's true can't wait till next time uh catch us every second and fourth tuesday here on wgxe 90.7 uh wgxe.org yep come uh, on over. we'll see you next time good night y'all please good. stay safe out there <laughs>